Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to a episode where we're just going to be so happy throughout this whole entire show, uh, as we usually are. But today, it's a little bit extra because y'all know the historic moment that happened yesterday in Los Angeles at Dignity Health Sports Park. Sharon got to witness it there live. She's going to tell us about what happened there. Uh, I mean, we're... We're still in celebration mode. We're going to be us three celebrating at Monterey on Saturday. And that that trip could not have happened at a much better time. And I'm looking forward to that. But let's go ahead and introduce our co-host for the night. We got Sharon and Jared. First, let's go to Sharon, who just arrived from L.A. a couple hours ago. How's it going? <laughs> it's going great. You know, I love the rain down in uh, Los Angeles today. And last night, our boys made it rain in a sense, uh, raining goals. Um, we scored all of them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, guys are doing great. Everybody's satisfied. Everybody's happy. I know you guys are over the moon. I know we were chatting like crazy behind the scenes during during the match. Um, we have quite the little group now that um, we'd love to, to, to talk soccer during matches and off match. So excellent stuff. Jared, how are you doing? You must be over the moon. Oh, man, I'm surprised to wake uh, many folks up with uh, once the whistle finally blew. I mean, well, I know we weren't playing at Heart Health Park, but I certainly questioned the health of my heart last night in the last uh, five to ten minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. You and Tina, too. Tina was checking her uh, wristband. You know, she had a, I don't know, she had a whatever. But she was like, my heart rate's at 140. I need to calm down. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was already starting to post the hyperventilating memes because that's because mentally that's what I was going through. I was thinking, why are these minutes lasting 300 seconds? Blow the whistle already. End it now. Come on. You know how many people uh, actually set their stopwatches once the ref said there's five minutes left in the half? Scott Walker, Tina. I mean, I was looking at up and down. People were like totally so that they knew. You know, it's like, oh, he's going over. But it was, yeah, right, Jared? Why did the last every minute last 300 seconds? Yeah. Uh, Luis, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. You know, just the, as the song says, celebration time. That's that, that's the song that's been playing in my head the whole day because uh, I am so excited about yesterday. And I really wish I would have been there. But I, I'm seriously considering traveling to the semifinal match at Kansas City should we actually advance but we'll see it's up in the air but uh, I might be making the trip out there if uh, if they get to host because uh, as we know and as Jared thankfully uh, shared with us a a tweet that Kevin put out where we do have a chance to potentially host and by the time people listen to this you know most people probably already know uh, if we host or not, uh, or if you listen to it on Friday, then <laughs> we're we're talking in the past sense here. But I'm just so excited about all that went on yesterday. And not just because we got the win, but because the team showed that indomitable spirit. It wasn't one of those wins that you just casually get. It was a well-deserved win. And not only any win, but an away win as well. And I think this is like, Without a doubt, the best performance we've ever had, not only this season, but I'm almost a little tempted to say that in the history of the club, this was <laughs> the best game. Put, put the championship game aside, right? This was the best game ever in the history. 
you know, it's so funny, all of us that were there live, you could just tell. And I know that they knew we were there and you could just, you could just feel the connection between all of us fans. I swear there were more than 300 of us in that one little section, who knows how many scattered in the in the thing, but you could just feel, they knew that we were, we were a hundred percent giving them whatever they needed, you know, energy wise, it was they were the, our squad just laid it down and, you know, realizing that some guys played a full 90 minutes out there and, and they were cramping up and they just continued to give and give and give. I mean, we saw Jack Gurr run into a cramp. We saw Connor Donovan run into cramps. I mean, you know, these guys, they did not want to come off the field. They were willing to do everything out there last night, Luis, and the sound of, you know, being there, the whole sound was uh, phenomenal and oh I wish you could have been both of you could have been there too and I know Jared you were pretty cry you know <laughs> not crying <laughs> well not really crying but you know you were lamenting a bit about not being able to be there and you know, yeah yeah it was definitely spectacular and something to never ever be missed again so whatever happens in the future you know next time we go or even Kansas City if we have to go there, everybody's got to come. And Jared, if it's at, if it's home field, you're coming, we got to find a way to get you here. Yeah. I mean, I've looked at the schedule for both the semifinal and the final uh, They're They're both on going to be on either Tuesday or Wednesday, which I really hate that they schedule in the middle of the week that way. I mean, why not? Well, thing, and there's probably reasons for that because you know, the MLS schedule and other league schedules, they usually play on Saturday. So that I get now that I think of it. So <laughs> uh, I know we'll find a way. Your boss is probably really cool. You know, you've got to have some PTO earned, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just a matter of splitting it between uh, potential future matches and, of course, uh, doctor's appointments and everything like that. So, of course, speaking of which, I've got something to take care of Friday morning. So I know I got to remember that before I fly out Saturday, but uh, no, I mean, I've, I've got, it's enough uh, time ahead. So the uh, semifinals are played in late July and then the final is in early September. Now, should we get that far? <sighs> Would love that. Yeah. Which is speaking of semifinal, um, the game's actually going to be either on July 26th or 27th. We'll find out more information uh, on on Thursday in the Football Americas uh, TV show that's on ESPN <laughs> Plus, everyone's favorite show <laughs> in Sacramento. Uh, <laughs> can we like? Oh my God! Can we just skip to the good part? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Derek, can you make a meme? You know, where you use that soundtrack. Can we skip to the good part? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I I can certainly try try that. Um, uh, at, at least, thankfully, there's the ESPN app because uh, seeing as I work in office tomorrow, which means I'll probably be watching it intently on the bus towards home. Ah, got it. Okay. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what, when it gets scheduled out. I think, I mean, for us, we really have no problem it being on a Wednesday because we have Saturday matches in between. What, what would be that match, uh, which before the cup match, we play Phoenix. After the cup match, uh, we actually play Charleston Battery and both of them are away matches. So let's hope that we do get to host it because otherwise the guys are going to be traveling 
to three different places, to Phoenix, to Kansas City, and to Charleston, that would be an insane travel schedule. And that's all in a matter of a week and a half. So hopefully we get that host opportunity. Uh, and not to mention, to yeah. Charleston, it's New Mexico, a travel there too. So, yeah. Well, the good part is uh, that's going to be the last time we, we play uh, New Mexico during the regular season. I know last time we drew 0-0, and they, they have been very, very tough th- this uh, season so far. I mean, they're above us. So, yeah, that's, that's going to be a, a real tough one. Uh, but, yeah, mentioning Kansas City, yeah, they just – they just crushed the Cinderella team, Union Omaha, 6-0 earlier tonight. Uh, as far as who we could face, uh, New York Red Bulls, they ended up beating uh, NYCFC. So the Hudson River Derby is complete. Next Wednesday is Nashville versus Orlando. So we're already going to know well, our deal so starting tomorrow, but it's just figuring out should we advance to the final, who we, we could potentially be seeing. You know what? My prediction goes for Wednesday, July 27th, because Kansas City actually also has games on the 23rd and the 30th, both Saturdays, just as we do. So I'm assuming Wednesday would be the ideal one. So hopefully Wednesday seems like a better day. I don't know. Cheaper flights, maybe. I'm not too sure. (laughs) That is a possibility. Mm -hmm. I mean, we just did Tuesday and we had a Saturday match and we have another Saturday match and you know, we ended up on a Tuesday with LA Galaxy. So really, it's a crapshoot, dude. You know, it's a 50-50. Let's get to Golos of Gratitude. And I know you have a couple, Sharon. So let's start with you. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah, I do have a couple. But I, I kind of want to start, like, really first. <laughs> you guys are going to laugh about this one. A Golos of Gratitude is for Jared and his persistence in trying to get me to unmute my microphone yesterday. He finally found <laughs> Tina and told Tina... To tell me that I was muted during our live show. And I just literally doubled over in laughter when I saw that that had happened. And I had no idea. It must have been like five freaking minutes, right, Jared, that I was muted. And all you could see was what I could see yes. with the premiere. <laughs> so thank you for your persistence. <laughs> that was the best. That's like my first Golazo gratitude. That was perfect. And then the second one is, um, you know the the travels the travel folks that I the folks that I traveled with and and uh, Tina especially because she helped me do a lot of lifting my luggage up and down and we kind of helped each other out a little bit. Her room wasn't ready, so she stayed for a second or two in my room while they waited for her. Little things like that. And Scott and Jane and Chrissy and uh, Chris and Mike and Rye and Rosa and Anslin and Heather and. Scott Bradford, you know, all of that group, it was kind of like this little core group, Don Gibson, that we were all kind of hung out bits and pieces together. We shared Uber rides here and there. And I have to really thank all of them so much for making my trip super special and making sure that nobody was left behind and we covered each other's back, you know, for one thing or another. It was just a really cool thing. The other Golazo gratitude, of course, is Kevin Nagel and the whole front freaking office for the wonderful reception, the pregame, um, you guys saw on the live show that huge truck, the in and out burger truck. It was kind of like this quiet invitation, you know, hey, come on, join us in lot 16. And we didn't know what we were going to get when we got there. And there's this huge truck and we were like, okay, burgers, drinks. And then they had ice chests full of drinks. You know, it was just like, oh, my goodness. And then Kevin Nagel was there and Todd Dunavant. And, you know, Todd was just like way cool and helped, you know, making sure that we got down to the area to go greet the 
bus as it came in um, into the thing, you know, chatting with him a bit, you know, just big time thank yous to to Kevin Nagel and, and, you know, to you guys for being so patient for dealing with the, uh, the live show and the live feed. And I hope everybody enjoyed it. And, you know, all in all, Tower Bridge Battalion and, of course, you know, the squad and the coach for just putting on like a spectacular performance for all of us who made that trip. You know, it would have been a whole different song if 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 it was a not the win, you know, and it was a win. And so, Jared, I'm so glad you got a point. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely uh, get, giving uh, glasses of gratitude to the boys for uh, get, for giving me that point. And granted, I'm still in dead last, but it's it's better than nothing. <laughs> so thank you, thank you to 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 everyone that suited up uh, yesterday. And then also glasses of gratitude. You know, just to kind of repeat what what you've stated uh, to Tina. To you know, since I had sent a message to the uh, lo- to to the local group. I mean, uh, the uh, message group. Hey. Sharon, unmute yourself. <laughs> and then like several minutes later, you saw my message in the other one and you and you had responded. So definitely big, big thanks to Tina for letting Sharon know that she was unmute the, the entire, well, five minutes or so. It seemed like an eternity. And uh, also to, to Kevin, I mean, for for one, just uh, treating the, uh, the club and uh, everyone to, to make it all the way down to Carson and I did see the uh, the big uh, in and out uh, trailer as well. Myself, normally I'm not a big in and out fan, but uh, were I there, you know, I, I would definitely, uh, you know, graciously accept. I mean, it's out of the kindness of Kevin's heart and out of his pockets as well. So, <laughs> and then also he did apply to host the semifinals. So we're keeping our fingers crossed that uh, we're either hosting the semifinal in late July or. If we have to make a, a trip over to Kansas City, Missouri, Louise, what are your uh, glasses of gratitude? All right. So first, I'm going to start with uh, the town hall live show that we did. Glasses of gratitude to Jared and William for being on that show, and also for Sharon for giving us the live look at the stadium. I think it was a perfect combination because we had Sharon at the stadium, we had William over at Pete's with the watch party, and all that was going on there too. And we got a bunch of predictions, which I got to say, a lot of people said 2-1, and then that happened. Crazy. And it was 2-1 in favor of Psych Republic. But there we go once more. The fans, the listeners are right, and we're wrong. Well, except Jared. Jared was right, but me and and Sharon are are wrong again. (laughs) Uh, Also, colossal gratitude to all the fans who traveled to the game. It's so awesome to see how many people actually made the trip out there, whether you flew or you drove there. I mean... It's a midweek game. It's always difficult, right? Because with these cup games, we don't have that much advance notice. So a lot of people, you know, they really have to put that extra effort maybe to get a day off from work. And so uh, definitely a huge shout out to everyone who, who was there. And also just in general to all the squad and coach for putting up, again, a good uh, impression on not just ourselves, right? But I think nationwide, because when we look at Open Cup, I think when you get to these rounds and quarterfinals, a lot of people are watching these games, right? Especially when you have the lower division teams playing against MLS teams. They're quite attractive games to watch. And so the fact that we were able to put a good display and that everyone around the country saw that while we don't have MLS, we can, we're very well capable of actually being an MLS squad. 
is fantastic. And I don't really care if MLS ever happens. If we keep beating MLS teams like this, I'm happy being in USL, right? Because, you know, what we're showing on the pitch that we got a good team and it's their loss ultimately if they don't take us to, to MLS. So all good, all good there. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take a look at the goals, the three goals that happened in this match and, and just break them down, see what, what went right. And Sharon, I know you being there, uh, I believe the first goal was scored on the direction where all the fans were at, right? If I'm not mistaken. Okay, great. Just to make sure I got that right. Um, so the first goal came through and, and I, I want you to tell us, Sharon, what, what went on? Like, just describe to us that whole play while you guys were there and just what happened so, after that. Yeah. Okay. So, so remember, we had had a couple of opportunities, uh, just like peaks at the goal just before this, but I, it was, we, it was weird to see Dougie get so open. I don't think I honestly, I don't think LA even realized that they had let him in and we were watching for the refs. Uh, flag it didn't go up you know so we knew that Dougie was on side we were literally seriously right there it looked like you could drive a truck through the space that they gave us initially they were just caught flat-footed and even their fans posted on their own website how just like how horrible LA Galaxy just there was no respect for us you know to do what we did Dougie has incredible speed and power. And yes, we do know that he does seven roles when he gets fouled. Um, and there will be a, um, hopefully a Makuni sushi roll named after Dougie called the Dougie roll. But at the end of the day, this felt like magic when Roro slotted it into the net right then and there, we knew we had the best chance ever because when we score first, we have a tendency to get even like 10 times more confident then, you know, if we don't, we've come from behind before, but scoring first, our confidence is through the roof. Now, mind you, the minute that happened, all of the players ran right over to our section and it was almost as though, well, we could just call the game right then and there. We'd be happy as a clam. Let's just, let's just call it right then because we were satisfied. It was beautiful. That goal was probably one of the most beautiful setups. We saw it again tonight in the game against Union Union Omaha. It was the exact same play. You guys remember seeing, I think it was the second goal or third goal that they scored. Exact same thing. Um, the outside wide wing got it and slotted it right into the attacking midfielder. And it was a goal. And it was like, oh my God, we just did that last night against LA Galaxy. So we are of MLS quality, that type of goal, that kind of vision and that passing up to Dougie is just, I mean, you, you just can't, you can't write that. That is just pure knowing where everybody is. That's, you know, um, and I think that pass came from Keco. So that was the Spanish, uh, the Spanish connection. Just, you know, those guys just read each other so well. Um, unfortunately, Keco came out not long after that. Uh, I think it was a hamstring. Um so we'll see, we'll see how that unfolds for him. He's, they're just too valuable to, to lose that kind of thing. But, but this goal, you, textbook, just textbook, textbook. Yep. I know when you guys watched it, you probably thought, oh, the keeper didn't do a very good job trying to even save it, but it happened so fast. Think about it. 
we're watching it right now in just slow speed, but it just happens so fast. I honestly, everybody on LA Galaxy side, they weren't ready. They were not even ready for this. Look at that. Drive a truck right through their defense. Yep. Yeah, that was perfect all around. I mean, the the tip the tip pass to Dougie. He made sure that uh, he got a good spot along the other the outside of the box. Saw Roro. Roro just punched it in like it like it was a a one timer in hockey. Just nailed it right right in the back of the net. And the fact that this happened in such a short time, not even the fourth or not even the fourth or fifth minute into the match. I mean, that just set the tone for, for us, the entire match. I mean, we just got in there and struck when the iron was hot. So it was definitely an exceptional uh, night with, with all these shots that we had. Yeah. And I mean, it, just in general, how many passes were involved in this play, right? And it's something we've been hoping for in, in past years to have goals like this, where you have so much connection. It's not just like, one pass and that's it. It's a whole play. It's a whole build up to it. And like you guys said, it happened so early on in the match that we clearly showed that we were taking this game seriously and that we wanted to win. And that's, that's what we always ask for the team. If you don't win, but you always uh, come out to all the matches with that mentality, we're happy already with you. Even, even if you don't get the win, because you, you clearly show that you want to, uh, get the win and not only that but again you did it away it felt like they were playing in Sacramento after seeing this goal and uh, again I'm so glad that they got the score right there in front of you guys Sharon because y'all deserve to see a goal I mean that that whole section you guys were in it seemed like it was full and uh, you know I, I'm so glad it happened so early on and I can only imagine just how ecstatic everyone was to like <laughs> see a goal so early on and maybe even some Sac Republic fans were still getting food and <laughs> well, while this was going on, or maybe they were still going to their seat if they got there a little bit later, but man, it, it was, it was quite, quite a joy in, in seeing them score. And not only that, but seeing the legend himself, as I always say, Rodrigo Lopez get the goal. I mean, it couldn't have been written any better than seeing Roro uh, start us off with a, a one nil lead. Yeah, and I sure hope somebody makes him a really good ceviche after this, you know, because he's got his routine. The dude's got his routine. We tried to get him involved in the routine that uh, Keko Damia and I have, um, and he was like, "No, I have, I have my thing. I have to do." So he has like a total routine um, that that he that he does. But anyhow, yeah, it was good to see you know our man Roro get a goal. Now, are we moving forward to? Um, how we helped score all the goals? Basically, yeah, yeah. LA did not score a goal technically. They were. It was actually a should have been a three 0 <laughs> for us. <laughs> and uh, it, it's one of those things where it, it happens sometimes. Right, you're winning, and everyone's so focused on like trying not to make a mistake, and then it just kind of happens. And and it was so unfortunate, right? Because the the corner kick where they end up getting their goal. Really didn't have much going to it, right? Had uh, we not actually deflected the ball, uh, we would have been fine, right? Had uh, Connor Donovan not not had that, like, just shoulder. Uh, yeah. Hit. 
And, you yeah. know, it was funny um, when we talked to him in the airport and we kind of told him what Jared said, you know, how L.A. was so lazy that we had to score all the goals. Um, you know, he, he basically said, yeah, and if anybody is going to score an own goal, Connor goes, it was me, you know, just simply because he's going to be back there and chances of a defender scoring an own goal is higher than an attacker or, you know, anybody else. So, and, you know, the dude doesn't care. He shrugged it off. He's on to the next thing. And um, I'm sure they'll talk about it in, break, in the breakaway, you know, Connor Sutton and, and Connor Donovan, their new show. Now um, they'll talk about that in the, in the breakaway, but at the end of the day, it, it didn't matter. We felt a little deflated as fans. Let, I'll tell you, to be honest, I kind of had to look, Oh, I don't know who I was talking to. It was Tina or Heather. And they had to remind me, it's like, it's only tied. It's just tied. It's not like they're ahead. We're tied. And I, you know, I think about that. It's like, okay, so let's just pretend it's zero, zero. Cause that's how I always have to think of a tie, you know, I have to kind of wipe all the goals out. So I forget about anything that happened against us. So um, at the end of the day, it was, it, it was good that it didn't stay this way and that they shrugged it off. Literally everybody shrugged everything off, including Danny Vidiolo, all the stuff that that man did from that point on, I am not going to be a bit surprised if he doesn't like get picked up and snagged by an MLS team. And I keep saying every time we have like super talent, it's like eyes off, hands off MLS. These are our guys. No, we are. This is our squad. Nobody's touching them. No one's going anywhere. They're right here. But of course I can't control that. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the way the team's playing, uh, a lot of guys are going to be transferred onto other clubs. Uh, if we manage to continue this, uh, what's been going on uh, throughout this whole season. And, you know, one know that I'm thinking about it, even if we don't, we, we get eliminated in the quarterfinals and the playoffs or semifinals, just this cup run is giving them so much exposure to so many different leagues around the world that we're going to see a lot of transfers. I, I mean, it's bittersweet. We're happy for the players, right? We want them to, you know, uh, reach their goal of, you know, uh, going to higher divisions, but it's, it's kind of sad, right. On, on our part, because we know that we have such a good team with good chemistry, but that's the nature of USL, right. Players are trying to move up and, and, you know, we, we feel proud of them. So. Yeah. yeah. And we've even picked up a couple guys from lower level teams like Damia and, and Faraday. They were even talking today on, um, on the ESPN plus in reviewing the union Omaha, Kansas city game. They were talking about the, the loss of the squad, the union Omaha squad at, to, to us. Well, not to us, but they, when they were naming the players, it's like, Oh yeah, <laughs> we got those guys. <laughs> <laughs> and they have turned out to be brilliant for us. I mean, brilliant. And they're fitting in and it's just beautiful. So, yep. I was just going to remark uh, once again, I mean, you can't spell lazy without LA. That's, that's, <laughs> the, that, that's the best way of putting it. I mean, we had to do all the heavy lifting. <laughs> Them damn lazy llama beans. <laughs> you know, Oy. You're you're that little cat phrase that you put on their own uh, Facebook page got so much traction. Tina found it first, and then we all just kept repeating it all day long, and it was almost like became our phrase. And and then <laughs> you know even it didn't get aired, but the interview with Channel Thirteen somehow I ended up getting thrown in front of the microphone and the camera, 
um, you know, they first asked Tina and she's like, oh, I'm not that person. You do not want me in front of the camera and the microphone is like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I even told them about that. I even quoted, I said, we have a secret phrase, secret saying kind of in behind the scenes. And, you know, I said that there's a few other things that I said too, but they only, I think they only picked up one of the little secret things that we say kind of behind the scenes. Well, uh, that we own that we own MLS <laughs> because Jared, you started out the thing about owning. Uh, well, actually, we owning the Bay Area, you know, owning San Jose, owning um, uh, you name it. Yeah, ultimately owning the Bay Area, and yeah, and and now there's only just a couple clubs that we got beat again, and truly, we can't we can't own California. And as far as the interview goes, um, I was actually able to watch it live on Pluto TV because they carry CBS News Sacramento. Um, what they usually do is during the times where there's a, other CBS or local programming, uh, they'll usually either replay or they'll have a, a, a different newscast, but they'll kind of rehash uh, what they've been talking about all day. So more than likely, even when this is done later in the night, they'll probably replay the interview or maybe uh, having a longer or different version of that uh, news story at 10 or 11 PM. So Perfect. who knows? It's already on YouTube and William land, bless your heart. He sent me the link because they already loaded it up on YouTube. So I'll have to send that nice. to you guys. Yes. Ooh. William ever so observant, man. You know, he's also a, a, a student of the game. I mean, the guy's got like this wide ranging life, but he's a real student of the game. Um, and does his research. Although we did kind of make fun of him that when we were, when we played Reno, he was wearing, I don't know, William, were you wearing a Reno Jersey when we were in Reno? You know, and I, I think he doesn't care. You know, it's like, if he's going to wear Oakland's Jersey, he's going to wear Oakland's Jersey. He doesn't care. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that Reno. All right. William, I think, right. I think the guys were talking <laughs> about how he was a Reno, or he wore a Reno Jersey at one point in time, but you know, if he gets a free jersey from somebody, why not wear it, right? <laughs> I don't, know. I don't yeah. think I'd ever wear a Reno jersey. Even if they gift it to me, I'd be like, I'm not taking that. I am not. Hey, oh, I might use it to clean, maybe. You know, right? it might be a good like All cleaning right. rag. <laughs> and I have to, I have to say, William, if you're listening to this podcast, you need to leave something in the chat of how many of the other teams' jerseys you have and which ones you would wear, and uh, <laughs> you, you got to share that with us because we're we're having a, a little bit of a, a discussion on that. So we should at some point talk about the second goal because that was like incredible. But go ahead. What were you going to say, Jared? Oh, I was going to say, I feel questionable even having some uh, scarves from other teams because I still remember uh, getting like, um, it wasn't last year's match, but I think in 2019 or so uh, for that Las Vegas match, they were giving out like these uh, uh, Las Vegas Lights FC uh, capes. And of course, uh, around that time, so many people or if you buy the tickets a certain way, you got a free scarf. So I probably still have that scarf. And then also, I also have the uh, New York Red Bulls two scarf that uh, when I traded one of my uh, scarves uh, when I was out in New Jersey. But so, I don't know if I'd really put them up on my on my wall here, you know. But I, I probably should put them somewhere. But that's I just feel a little bit odd with that. But uh, that's just my thing. And speaking of odd, 
dude, it was so funny when one of your buddies last night, it was like almost 1 a.m. And we're sitting around in this surreal situation after the game was over. We'd already tried to go to a bar. It closed down. So we ended up, Chris, she ends up getting us a Del Taco with her Uber driver to go through the drive-thru. We're sitting in this little cheesy hotel, Hampton Inn in Carson, all gathered around eating Del Taco. And your buddy puts you on, what is it? Uh, but I, wh- where we can see you, it's like a, you know, come on, what do they call that? FaceTime? Yeah. It's, it, well, yeah. yeah. It was, it was kind of like FaceTime, but it's a, through a, a Facebook messenger where oh, you can do video, video calls. Video calls. And, and that, and that was, and that was Mr. Ernest Paul Wong. I've known him for quite some time. He has helped with uh, crown downtown. And of course he's a TBB member. So I've known him for a good number of years. Awesome dude. <laughs> Louis. So. We should have done that with you last night, too. But I don't know that you would have been awake at 1 a.m. But there's Jared. And we're just sitting here eating Del Taco. He walks in, sits down. We're chowing on Del Taco. And next thing I know, Jared's on a, a video chat in with us. And, was, and then Eli comes down out of his hotel room. He's drunk. It's like it was like the most surreal experience that it, I swear I've ever had just munching on del taco tacos and i'm not even you know i wasn't really i wasn't drunk i was just tired and hungry right <laughs> it's just well that's when del taco is best <laughs> especially their burritos god I, I i love their burritos and you know the epic burritos and the two for six hell <laughs> well when she got us those mini tacos they were loaded i swear to god they were trying to get rid of their meat and so the mini mm-hmm. tacos were just like loaded or whatever they were called so Luis, I wish you could have been there to see Jared on a video chat and then just to listen to that conversation. It was like, oh, oh this is so weird. Well, <laughs> if, if you guys would have called me, I was already knocked out. I had probably already like two hours of like deep sleep. So I don't, I don't think I would have answered. It would have just kept ringing. And oh. yeah, yeah, I would have answered yeah. in the morning. <laughs> The first one to call me was William, though. It was like a short a short bit after the match had ended. Yeah, we, we were just uh, chatting for like a good few minutes. Uh, we, we both lost our minds over it. So, so yeah, yeah, he was the first one to call me. And then uh, Paul uh, Paul ended up calling me at like it was like, what, 11 or, or so, something like that. And then you have to for that FaceTime call. Yeah. yeah. And yes, exactly. <laughs> well, the FaceTime call to you was after midnight. Oh, uh, okay. Like 12, 1230. And I missed his right. call. I couldn't pick up William's call. I was just like, I was all over the map. We were just so, there was so, too much pandemonium. And it's like, oh, I missed a call. So anyhow. All right, Luis, let's get on to the second goal where all freaking pandemonium broke loose. And, and then I actually have a video and I ugh, wish there was a way I could I'm going to see if I can't get it loaded up while you talk about the second goal. I'm going to see if I can't get you loaded up to the beer shower and when they blew the final whistle. Okay, that sounds good. Well, yeah, the the two one that we were all hoping for the the goal that eased our stress a little bit, right? Because when you're in these circumstances and it's close to the 70th minute, you got about 20 minutes plus extra time left you don't really know, right? It's like up in the air, what's going to go on? Are we going to go to extra time? Are we going to score? Are they going to end up scoring? And then are we going to be able to come back from that? But is that well, and yet another great play, right? Again, these aren't goals that just are circumstantial. These are goals that are actually worked, that I'm sure are practiced and all that. I mean, these are things that 
are, are really sophisticated, and, and we're happy to see that. Uh, so you had Lee giving a pass over or an attempt of a pass to uh, Damia. Damia passed it back to Luis Felipe, and Luis Felipe, you could tell, I mean, when the guy saw he had a lot of space, he was like, why not? This, this is one of those guys on our team that is not afraid of pulling a shot. And he knows he's been successful multiple times at this point. And so you got to applaud those players that are like, you know what? I've scored a couple of goals from outside the box. I'm going to try it again because for one, you never know. It could, it could hit one of their players. Goalkeeper might not see it. Or heck, the goalkeeper might make a mistake <laughs> and not actually get a ball that was savable, I think, for the LA Galaxy goalkeeper. But as I always like to say, if you don't take the shot, you'll never know what's going to happen, right? And luckily, they gave him all that space. He pulled a shot. The ball did bounce a little bit, luckily for us, and it goes right to the corner. And once again, Luis Felipe delivering a goal in the Open Cup. We saw him in the last game against Third Quakes in the Cup score the goal. I mean, granted, that was the first goal of the match uh, for that one, but the guy is on fire in the Open Cup. He's played against these MLS teams. He has that MLS experience. and once again. He's on the score sheet. 2-1, giving us the win. What are you guys' thoughts on this goal? So this was at the far end of the stadium. It was, a, it was a little bit tough for us to see, but the minute it happened, like the minute it happened, we all looked at each other. It was like a, de- a little bit of a delayed reaction, you know, for all of us. But the minute it, it went in, it was like for one second, it was like, did we just, did we just score? Did we just pull ahead? And then that whole feeling of, you know, that celebration again, the beer showers, um, that was a phenomenal beer shower, by the way, I would, I don't care. I will have that all over again. Um, But that feeling of, we still have 20 some odd minutes left in regulation, that, that weird feeling of, okay, now what do we do? Do we continue to press? Do we continue to play our match? I mean, you know, we were all having that feeling of what you know that inside feeling of okay we we've we've now got to hold them we've got to prevent LA the first team of LA from doing anything else now just prior to this goal uh, I don't know if you guys saw the Chicharito fake fall down in the penalty box you know where he tried to Mm. get a call and the referee waved it on so we were already um there were some kids near us that were on a stadium tour and so they didn't know that were do positive um, cheers. And they were like, every time Chicharito got near us, they were calling him wanker. <laughs> and there was this massive cheer that, well, I don't want to say cheer, but chant that came out, wanker, wanker, wanker. It's like so sad. Poor guy. I mean, we literally got him off his game so that when, when this happened, this Luis Felipe owning the MLS um, or helping even Sac Republic own the MLS, it's just, if nobody else could have done it, it had to have been Luis Felipe. It had to have been only him that could pull something like this off. Although we thought that Duke was going to get really close to scoring because he was on last night. He, Duke was on fire. If you remember when he got subbed in, he literally was on fire, right? Yeah, uh, this this was an amazing goal. And it seemed like that nobody was was cold all night long, but but Luis Felipe, he caught folks uh, just napping, and he just sought the right opportunity to strike. It wasn't exactly a 
rocket Galazzo as he's uh, capable of, but you know what? It had the f- forward propulsion, enough speed on it, got past uh, uh, their, their goalie. And just to get, get another little meme again, this is two matches back to back where we have scored in the 69th minute. And, and to me, that is nice. Ah. <laughs> uh. I'm just glad he was able to to knock it in as he did, saw the opportunity and and just nailed it. But uh, after that, the, the 20 plus minutes, that was stressful enough trying to make sure that we park the bus if we could just make sure that we that we push them back, clear the ball out. Don't give them an opportunity, anything that we could. So, so get this with Luis Olipe. He scores in Sacramento against San Jose Earthquakes. He scores in Oakland in the Bay Area, right, against Oakland. And now he scores in Southern California against LA Galaxy. The guy has scored against <laughs> against teams in basically three of the major areas in California, right? I mean, all, all that's left is maybe uh, all the way up north if you want to, like, <laughs> have him go score against some amateur team up there. But, I mean... Yeah, we just we just need to call him the governor at this point. I mean, because because he's owning the Bay Area and Southern California. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I I would say all this left is maybe the Central Valley, but I don't think he even scored against uh, Central Valley Fuego. You know, as much as we 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 love them, especially our podcast magic, but right now they're the only representation in the Central Valley, uh, not counting uh, Monterey. But still, we might as well call call him the governor at this point. The, the dude is brilliant. You know, if you could measure wealth in accomplishment and satisfaction, I think Luis Felipe right now is the wealthiest man in the state of California. And he owns it, you know, let's face it. And he, the, he's super, super humble. Will you try to give him praise? And he's so deflects it. I think the man just loves playing this game. He loves his squad. You know, everybody belongs in on this team. Everybody just seriously just they belong. They fit. They click. Um, it's quite delightful. Yeah, you're right about him being humble. I mean, we, we we've had a, a couple of interactions with him, and he's a man of few words at times, right? But when he's on the pitch, he's a man of a lot of words, right? He's a guy that like does so much for the team, and he never gives up a ball. He's always putting up pressure up front. Yeah, th- this guy is an MVP. I-, I think last season he was our MVP. This season, he's once again there. And I know we talked about it earlier about some players moving up the leagues. This guy's going to go back to MLS. I don't know what team. I hope it's not the Earthquakes because they clearly didn't realize how valuable he was. Hopefully, it's another team. But this guy deserves it already. I mean, you can't score against two MLS teams in the Open Cup and not be already noticed by MLS teams. So this is one that... We got to enjoy him uh, as much as we can this season because next year he's, he's going to be playing in MLS. And, and we're proud of him because it's well-deserved. He came back. He knew he was in MLS before, but he still took the chance of going to USL. And, and I'm sure the guy maybe could have stayed in MLS, but he knew that you know he could actually up his game in USL and make it back. And we're all really happy for him. Yeah, and our system of play really suits him, you know, because he can he can sit back in the pocket in the D mid, or he can move forward. And nobody's ever the the opposition, our opponents never know 
which Luis Felipe they're going to get. You know, is he going to be the the quiet, silent guy in the back that lets nothing through? Or is he going to be that sneaky, sly guy that somehow works his way up the field? And next thing you know, he's unleashed a rocket, you know, and we we don't care. Jack Gurr, he's same kind of sneak, sneaky. Hey, did you guys notice one thing? I'm going to switch subjects for a second. Did you notice how quickly we would change the point of attack? We weren't standing on the ball as much when we made sure that with intention that we were switching the point of attack, it happened fast. We weren't like dilly dallying. We weren't like doing these weird ass proby things that we've been doing in the, in the past. Literally that they needed to get it to Jacker. They got it to Jacker. If they needed to get it to Damia, they got it to Damia and they didn't waste any time. Did you notice that? I've got, I noticed it here and here and there, as far as, you know, changing things up. I mean, it was definitely a good way of keeping the galaxy uh, on their feet, probably on their heels too. I mean, rather than just, do, do what they've done in the past, you know, just a, a quick pa- pass step backwards, pass, you know, all throughout the central area like they have done, or as I've nicknamed it, the Chuckle Brothers set, because it's basically going from for me to you, for, uh, to me to you kind of deal. But uh, yeah, they, they've definitely changed it up because they knew LA be, being in the MLS, you know, they're, I would like to think that, you know, that, that, that they're schooled in the, in the game, you know, are somewhat intelligent and can, and can spot when things are just staying the same and then how to attack it. But we were just constantly flipping the script. You know, we they couldn't keep track of what we were doing. And, and I love that part. Uh, yeah. They couldn't, they couldn't track us. Although we had some time where we weren't tracking them. I mean, it's not that we weren't tracking them. We interrupted all their play all the time. We were, we broke their plays down left and right. Our guys saved our bacon. There were some moments where it's like, is are we going to get it out of there? Are we going to get it? Do you remember the one where it was kind of like this little cluster or something in the back? Mm. And, you know, there were three defenders. Yeah. And the next thing you know, it's like, I don't even know which one got it out. But it was mm. like somebody was stepping on somebody was stepping on Danny Vidiolo. You know, he is like, ah, somebody get the ball out of there. And the next thing you know, it's whew, thankfully it's out. Right. Do you remember that play? I, I remember that one. Second half right there, right in yes. front of you guys right there. Right in front of Everyone us. Everyone was just like, please clear it away. Clear that ball. I don't care where you like clear it, but just make sure it's out of bounds. Like get it out of there. Because when you are involved in those plays, the moment someone pulls a shot, the goalkeeper is obstructed. It could bounce off someone and go in. I've seen it happen multiple times around the world. Right. And, yeah, when you're in those circumstances, you got to clear that ball out. It doesn't matter where it goes. As long as it doesn't go on your net, you need to just do that. And I'm glad that we were able to do that without making it bounce on someone and running into problems. All right, well, let's take a look at, at the upcoming match and the podcast winner dinner competition. Oh, I and... hate the winner dinner. I was really hoping. <laughs> hey, at least Jared, you and I combined, we are a point ahead of him combined, but no. without cool. combining us, we still suck. Actually, you guys are two points combined too. So here, here's what happened uh, in this last match. So first let's go with Jared, who got the most points. Jared predicted the score 2-1 Sacramento winning. And he also said there wasn't going to be any extra time. So he gets plus two. Sharon actually uh, only predicted that there was no extra time. That's where she gets plus one. And I predicted Roro scoring first. There's my plus one. So our leaderboard right now is me with eight points and Sharon and Jared tied with five points. Ah, 
Okay. We still have some ground to make up, but I can see we're adding us together. We are two points ahead of Luis, but standing alone, we're each three points behind Luis. Uh, And it's only late June. So we still got a couple months left. We really have to get better with our predictions. Either that or or we need to, we have to lure Luis into making really bad choices. (laughs) And for this next match, we could have a a third uh, bonus point opportunity. It's up to you guys. Uh, I'm opening up the possibility. If there's something you could think of. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is a player going to get a yellow card? How many saves is the goalkeeper going to have? We could. Yeah, speak, speaking of which, uh, how are we doing on the yellow card? I mean, I, I know we kind of lost track on that uh, a while ago. Uh, I, I got to go on the USL website. and Right, to the... see how Matt LaGrasa and Luis Felipe are doing. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, just to remind everybody, in the very beginning, when we knew that we were getting Matt LaGrasa back, we were figuring, oh, between Luis Felipe and Matt LaGrasa, boy, we could have a little competition. Who do you pick? As most jealous cards by the end of the season. And Jared and I smartly chose Luis Felipe, which now was stupid because he's not really racking them up. And then Matt LaGrasa was chosen by uh, uh, Luis Urbano. And then the funny thing is, is Roro now has the most <laughs> yellow cards on the squad. He had to just serve a suspension. So I mean, uh, accumulation of suspensions. This is, we will tell you in a moment how it's going. Yeah. Luis Felipe has four yellow cards. Oh, wow. Yeah. So how many does Matt LaGrasa have? And Matt LaGrasa was picked by uh, Luis Urbano. He only has two. So right now, Jared, you and I are are looking pretty good, but already having served. (laughs) I don't think that seven is correct. I thought he had eight. Yeah, his eight was what got got him uh, suspended for one match. Yeah, maybe this isn't fully updated. Who knows? Luis Felipe has four. Dougie has three. Keko has three, of course. Yeah. All right. So not bad. Yeah. And we don't have to worry about um, cautions per minute. We we had thought we were going to have to do something like that, but um, it seems as though Luis and Matt LaGrasa have kind of evened out their playing time. Although some of this isn't counting. This does not count the USL, I mean, US Open Cup stats. So if we had to add that in, we'd have to go back to the US Open Cup a stat page to see if we want to add that in, but I don't, I don't know. We didn't even do any predictions that way with the open cup. <laughs> so we'll leave that off to the side. That doesn't weigh into. Yeah. But as far as this next match goes, do you guys want to do a third op- opportunity for points? It's up to you guys. No, I, I'm, I'm fine leaving it the way we've been doing it. I don't know, Jared, what do you think? Yeah, I think we're good right now. Okay. I mean, we still have plenty of time. <laughs> he's right. just being nice he he's okay so this guy is all about fairness even though he's cutthroat and he's competitive um he's still also a very fair balanced kind of you know leader of our little podcast here so i think he's trying to give us a little you know maybe next time if, if we really get woefully sucky we'll think of another category that we could more easily win <laughs> maybe when it comes time to like maybe late august early september and things are getting a little dicey we'll see right yeah you know, I, I'm just trying to make sure that if I win, I win by like one point. I want to make it really dramatic at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Only one. 
<laughs> yeah, because you don't want to pull away so far, right? It just make it so obvious that we just like, oh, let's just give you yeah. freaking give you the money to go take your freaking self out to dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'd rather it happen like literally uh, up to the last match. We could still be like, hey, it's anyone's game, and <laughs> and still win it after two and be like, all right, well, okay. it was still anyone's game. <laughs> all right, I have my predictions. All right, but do we want to let Luis Urbano go first? We've been trying to like. <laughs> Did you write them down already? Your own predictions. Everybody wrote wrote them yeah. down. They have. Yeah, I, I got my predictions already written down. Uh, I don't mind going first uh, okay. for this one too. Um, feel free to copy me if you'd like to. Um, <laughs> if you want to get two points? <laughs> so I got us winning two one. We are playing against the last place of the league, and of course that shouldn't be taken lightly because anything could still happen in the sport, but. I think I have confidence in the team coming and getting a win at Monterey and, you know, just continuing on that winning streak. And then as far as who scores first, because I think he is probably going to be starting. I think Luther scores first and the event that he's not there, then I see uh, Nick Ross, the boss getting the goal. Interesting. That's interesting because you picked my guy number one, but I have the score being two zero us even though I know that Monterey, I thought they brought in somebody new um, over the last week or two um, to help shore up their uh, offense, but I'm not 100%. It was Monterey. It could have been Orange County. Who knows? Um, you know, I try to read up on this stuff. And I I have Luther scoring. Um, and if he doesn't uh, see time, but I think he will. My backup guy is going to be Malik. All right. Now, Given the fact that, yes, we are playing last place Monterey and normally I would say, you know, we, we can't uh, ease up on them, you know, or take them lightly. I'm going to say 4-1. You know, 4-1, four, four, and I'm going to go with Rafa for the first goal. If he doesn't uh, make it, then, you know, I'll say uh, Luther for my, se- for my second. I like these predictions. Wow. Well, Jared, yes. I, I hope you're on a roll with the predictions with the uh, yesterday and Saturday, because that would be something else. <laughs> well, well, no, Saturday, Saturday, last Saturday I was close. Dougie, if, if, if we can park the bus and kept me from winning that one, <laughs> but the, we still won. Well, yeah, the, the crossbars did help too. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One of the crossbars, I should say, right? Because there was two and. Yeah, I had one of them gone in and Dougie had he scored his goal 3-1. <laughs> All right. Well, it looks like uh yeah, we us three got Republic winning. Uh doesn't always happen, ironically, right? It, we don't always all agree with uh either winning, tying, or losing. And well, we're on the same page here. And uh yeah, we shall see what, what happens. And we are gonna be right there at Cardinal Stadium witnessing the game again Saturday, June 25th at 7 p.m. So earlier starting time than most of our uh, games that we've played. And it's great, especially for some of us who are going to be driving there, driving back home because it's quite a drive out there. And so uh, that that should be uh, good. Oh, hey, guys, I have late breaking. Um, One of the things just jumping back into LA Galaxy um, and listening to uh, listening to Todd talk um, he knew that the team was something special and he really says, I don't think people realize what we have and he understands and he has like massive faith in, you know, the squad. 
Well, one of the things I asked him when we were walking is like, what's it going to feel like playing against, you know, your alma mater, essentially, you know, the LA Galaxy is where he, you know, retired from, or, you know, that was his squad for so many years. And he just looked at me and he had like the most devious look in his face. He goes, I feel so good. We're, I just want to beat him, you know? And he was just like, ah, you could tell he goes, he just wanted to show off this product, you know, our squad. And he so just wanted to beat him. It's like, there's no, I mean, he loves, I'm sure loves the whole aspect of, you know, the LA galaxy, but he loves us way more. You know, it's like, we're the favorite child. And that just felt so good to hear him just a hundred percent. We're, I just want to beat him. You know, I want to show him. It's like, yes, go Todd. Love that. I loved what he said. Oh, it just made, made perfect. It was perfect. It sounded like what he really wanted to say is I want to take the Pacific Bell white pages and beat that ass. <laughs> but he kept it professional and yeah. they didn't quite phrase it that way, but yeah. the, 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 the spirit was there. Oh, and by the way, their team mascot is so lame. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad we have uh, mm. fans that are essentially the mascot. We have, you know, Rave Bear. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, their team mascot was so, so lame. We got Rave Bear and he's a doctor, Rave Bear, too. So doctor. take that mascots. Like, we got a doctor. <laughs> yeah. And them jello shots he makes best in the world. Best in the world, jello shots. And now he's married. And I believe the word is out on the street. They're expecting. Oh, Oh, all right. Yeah. So having a little having a little cub. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm sure there's gonna be a baby bear suit down the road. Yeah. Ray Bear's got to, the generations have got to keep going because that's right. We, we need our mascot there. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, congratulations. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, congratulations to him. And uh, yeah, we can't wait to have him back on, on here too. He's um, it's a blast to have on here and on live shows as yeah. well. So, we'll, absolutely. We'll It'll be great. And one last shout out to all the wives and girlfriends of the players who they've been so supportive and they've been so wonderful and they're so nice. And uh, I just can't speak highly enough about them and the friendships that everybody has made. And it's just delightful. So one more shout out to the support that they give their men. Really appreciate that. Well, you know, I have one more shout out too. I just realized that I should have probably said it earlier, but it now just came to mind, but makes sense. It just happened today. Shout out to you, Sharon, for actually uh, making my vision actually happen, right? As to like actually receiving the players and keep in mind, everyone listening, like no matter what happened, I, I said, whether we win or lose, if some of y'all can organize something. So when the players come back in the airport, you're right there cheering them on, whether it's good, we won, or whether it's like, hey, good job. You still, you know, we, we're proud of you guys. You made it happen. You got it all organized. I know it was like a super last minute thing, but I'm glad you were able to get a good crowd out there. And I, I, we saw the videos. Uh, shout out to Chris for sharing them with all of us there. And it looked phenomenal. It looked like everyone was really enjoying themselves. And the players, the staff, everyone seemed to be really happy. And it, it was one of those joyful surprises, right, as you're coming down from the airport for everyone who's, you know, uh, been to the Sacramento airport. 
it's I'm sure surprised, right? They're just they're literally coming down from the electric uh, stairs, and there you guys oh, are, yeah. and all that. So. And, and they're greeted with TV cameras, and and then there was a handful of us. So listen, there would have been like way more people, except there was no parking. There was absolutely no convenient parking for any of us at the airport and their flight was 15 minutes early. So we couldn't like renegotiate where everybody could park. And I got to tell you, Luis, I got to tell you this really quick story. I got there. I, I went with a friend of mine, Brett, picked him up. We got there. We were there in plenty of time, but because there was no parking and we were, the shuttle buses were not running very quickly. We missed a shuttle bus by seconds. So the next bus was going to be like 25 minutes later to get us out of this hot parking lot. My friend, Brett, walked over to some random person who was waiting in the cell phone lot and approached her and said, listen, we're here with a really good cause. Do you mind taking us up to um, Terminal B? Because and he explained the whole thing. And she said, oh, yeah, that sounds great. I hope you trust us. And it was like, oh, my God, we got somebody to just take us up to Terminal B because we were running at the skin of our teeth. And there were people like Heather and Rosa and Chrissy. They couldn't find parking and they they just they couldn't. They turned around. They went home because there was no parking available. But I raced in with my friend Brett at the last minute, like literally in a cartoon where, you know, it literally was a cartoon. They were already coming down the escalator and I'm running in with my flag. Tina sees me coming with the flag. She grabs the other part of the flag and makes it look like I had been there the whole time and I'm panting. I'm out of breath. Brett, you know, sides up in the, and so it looked like it looked good for the players that were still yet to come, but for everybody who'd already been there, they're seeing these two idiots running across the, the, oh, anyhow. So that was, that was an amazing feeling to be able to greet the players but to get to that was not easy for any of us. And it was so freaking hot. But and there were some girlfriends there at the at the airport that were greeting their guys, you know, or had come in on the same flight. So it was it was a beautiful day. It was all good all the way around. Sounds like maybe next time it might be a good idea to take the uh, RT's electric airport bus, the number one forty two uh, bus. Right. Yes. And that Jane even had mentioned that. Right. She had mentioned that in that chat. You know, take the park downtown and take the 142 but that would have required us to have planning mind you we're running on maybe three five hours of sleep <laughs> and, good point yeah and you know uh, but still the guys got greeted that was the most important thing Luis. and you know that vision came true and it was memories of when we did this during covid when we couldn't attend games but we could greet the players you know, afterwards or at the airport, I think, was it last year? The year I don't remember, but, you know, we had airport greetings and we had um, bus greetings when they came back to Cal Expo, you know, beating the drum and, and send-offs too. Remind you, we did some send-offs as well. So there is a group. If anybody's interested, drop us a line and let us know who you are because we can invite you to, there's a, a, a group where it's like, we keep it secret when we're going to do something. So it's like this secret little group of surprise events that we can throw for the, for the guys. Cause if, we just don't want to post it all out there and ruin the surprise. So um, let us know if you want to be part of that group. Yeah, and just having this event, I mean, it just speaks volume uh, as far as Republic FC fans. I mean, not just us, but in, in general. I mean, I had read a, a LA Times uh, article earlier today mentioning about how when Danny V uh, 
at the end of the game, everybody just dogpiled and then they, they went over to the South uh, grandstands and were just uh, celebrated by Republic of Sea fans compared to once uh, Galaxy players made their way to their supporter section in the North End. They were greeted with, with just massive boos. I mean, even when, when we lose, you know, we at least recognizing, Hey, you know, you know, good game out there and everything like that. I mean, that just speaks volumes as far as the galaxy fans. In fact, I had even seen a video where the fans were actually throwing bottles towards the Republic FC players and and onto, onto the pitch. I mean, I know it's not all galaxy fans, so I don't want to paint it that way, but just those ones involved. It's, it's just like a, the meme I had for Los Dos uh, some years ago, but I think o- overall, LXA Galaxy fans in that area were just totally classless. I mean, take a, take a loss in stride. I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, Open Cup, yes, it is different than, than the MLS Cup, but still, it's, it's a loss. Nobody got too seriously hurt. You don't throw stuff on the field. No, and you know what's so funny is most of the fans – except for those that were like right next to us, there was a little supporters group um, mm-hmm. to the right of us. If you were looking at the field, they were off to our right shoulder. Um, well, all the fans were very congratulatory. You know, they said we deserved it. We played harder. La la la. They were like supportive and good luck in the future. And, you know, it was, it was actually, it was really sweet. They were not a mean group to us. And we ran into some in a, in a pub. And I think it may have made one of the soccer public uh, things. Cause there was a, a pub that we tried to all go to and it closed early. I mean, like, I swear to God, that part of town closes up their sidewalks really, really early, but um yeah, so there was a video of us talking with LA uh, Galaxy fans there too. So, um, yeah. yeah, they're nice. I mean, for the most part, except for the people that were chucking stuff onto the field. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just sad that that has to, that that happens. I mean, I know I've come across a couple of knuckleheads here and there at the Phoenix Rising FC matches, but uh, it really the, the majority is just banter. They're the worst thing that that happens, and I'm glad that. Uh, the group of galaxy fans next to y'all were more or less, you know, it was just banter, but still, you know, congratulatory. Uh, and, and I'm grateful for those fans. Those are the ones that help the sport grow it the way it does, but it's just those idiots that uh, find, uh, find solace in losing by throwing stuff, uh, thinking it's, it's going to make them feel better. No, the only thing it's going to do is go put your butt in jail <laughs> and, and ban you from the stadium. Right. Yeah, and that's where you hope that the team takes action and actually, you know, bans those fans because we, we don't need sore losers like that at any venue, uh, just nowhere. All right, well, one last thing uh, before we say goodbye for tonight. Um, if you don't follow us yet on socials, please give us a follow at State Republic 12 on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We also have a Facebook group called Sacramento Soccer Fans and got to say a huge shout out to all the people who have been joining it's like as of late, we've gotten more uh, requests to join the group. And if you want to join it, just uh, send over your request there to join. We, we share a bunch of things going on in the soccer world, especially in Sacramento. And of course, our podcast shows are also shared on there. Also, uh, if you're not specifically following us on Instagram, you might want to follow us because we're actually going to do a little short live uh, while we're there at the stadium, being that us three will be there at Monterey. And we want to show all of y'all who don't make the trip there what it's looking like, uh, what the vibe outside is and, and all that. So 
Um, go follow us. It's only going to be on Instagram. So uh, one more reason to uh, give us a follow there and leave a comment, give your shout outs. We're, we're going to be all over the place. So, all right. Well, Sharon, Jared, thank you so much for being with us here tonight. And as always, thank you so much to all of our listeners for all your support and for listening to our shows and watching our live shows as well. Uh, we will be back uh, with our recap of Saturday's match uh, sometime Sunday evening. So be on the lookout, subscribe to the show if you haven't yet, so you can be notified when the next episode gets posted. But for now, let's beep and go, Republic. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let's beep and go. I think what he meant to say is let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the music. Let's go. <laughs> there you go. Cue the music. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And LA Galaxy plays on Saturday, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, but they played on Sunday against Portland, though. Did, oh, my I God. Think, was so it we... Sunday? Oh, maybe, maybe it was Saturday. Never mind. I think I'm wrong. <laughs> I think it was Saturday, yeah. All right, I'll scratch that. Let's go in on the bloopers. Um, <laughs> all right. At least you're never wrong when it comes to things like stats. So that was a rarity. I mean, literally, uh, you know, do is that a... Did we kick you off the podcast for... No, 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 we won't. Never, ever do that. It's just strike one, basically. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it is, too. And by the way, uh, just got a, a little side note here. We're all sitting here. We can see each other on the Zoom cast. I really wish sometimes Luis would do it as a video Zoom, you know, which, so you guys could see what we see each, of each other and what we're looking at. But Luis has stepped into the dark side again. He's uh, a state of the Republic after dark, right, Jared? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, I mean, there, there's there's a difference between, you know, SOTR after dark and then what he's pulling up right now. I would consider it more... Uh, reconnaissance or behind enemy lines uh, because as right right now Luis has uh, on, on our screen pulled up he's looking at the uh, Monterey Bay FC website uh, it's actually a promotional night on Saturday uh, first th- thousand fans in Cardinal Stadium uh, will actually get uh, pride bracelets so, yeah. so that's kind of that's kind of awesome yeah but no but look at him we say something so Jared can see you because he's dark I mean he's in the dark right now I mean I'm not saying that he's not smart you know, are clueless, but he's in the dark. <laughs> I'm the dark Oh, oh <laughs> that, okay. Now I, now, I did see his light ha- is off. I, I thought you were referring to the fact that he was pulling up the Monterey Bay website. Okay, that, yeah, that went over my head. So it is SEOTR after dark, technically then, right? Luis is in the dark. Yeah, I mean, in one way or another. I, I got a sticker, so technically it is, I guess, right? Because yeah, S O T R, S O T R after dark. It's family friendly. S O T R after dark. Yeah, the family friend. Yeah, yeah. We're not on the live show right now. <laughs> right now, with the, with the vast resource of the USL Championship website, we're just trying to narrow down. Uh, the discipline as far as the Republic of Sea goes. So this way we have our answer. So this is, be- this is being recorded. So you'll hear the magic of time reduction. Whereas what we're doing right now, we're having to drag it out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I, I think sometimes uh, Luis or Bono forgets how to get back to the stats. See where it says stats. Yeah. I, I, they have player and team stats and, Okay, here we go. Because uh, if you want to, 
you want to get specific players, it's better to go yeah. through this. You have to go to discipline. Yeah. Let's go player stats. Uh, yeah, it's good for everyone here. Uh, the, we're doing this on the show, uh, but we're not putting it on the main show. So we're looking like I had it already pulled up. No worries. It was already there it is. My discipline. There it is. Right there. Sacramento Republic FC player stats. Uh, discipline. Up top, up top, up top, up, 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 up. There you go. All right. Uh, all right. So I'm going to put all this in the bloopers. Let's go back as if magically. I already had it up, right? I mean, oh, wow. Yeah. So, so Luis, hey, 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 Jared. Oh, I hope you guys like that little brief moment of uh, excitement because I just showed the guys what it was like to be at the match when the final whistle blew and Danny made that final save and he landed on the ball and then blew the whistle and it was just like fabulous. So um, thank you for the moment of letting me share that with you guys. Yeah, that was great. It felt like it felt like we were there. I mean, I got to go wash my hair now because I think I have a lot of beer after seeing I that. S- <laughs> I still have, I, I have to wash things. Let's just say I have to wash things because I had <laughs> this hat. I'm not sure if this is sunscreen or if it's uh, uh, 805. Maybe it's SPF 805. I don't know. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I was so sticky. I ended up taking a shower last night when I got back and it was so late. But it was like, I am not going to sleep feeling like this. It was gross. 